0: What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. Today is a freestyle episode. Um, I don't even know what I'm going to call this yet. Uh, maybe we'll call it Three Lessons in My Current Life, or or The Diary of Boom, or something like that. I don't know. Um, I kind of just got on the mic and I just talked, man. And, this, and it actually felt good to kind of share some of my thoughts and some of these concepts and these three main lessons that I've been journaling about, thinking about, meditating on and actually having conversations with other clients about, uh, my mentor clients, my nutrition and training clients, my team, my mentor, my family, so on and so forth. And these three topics, these three lessons kind of keep circling in my mind and circling in my conversations. And I thought, why the hell not make a podcast about it? Why not share this with you guys so you can learn and grow too? And it's been a while since I've done any podcast on kind of more of like a motivational level or a mindset kind of level, but I really dive into the importance of the four pillars of power, your body physically, your mindset, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, your relationships with your spouse, with your family, with your friends, and with yourself, and then also your business career or finances. I kind of dive into these four pillars of power and why they're so important for us to focus on and how you can apply every failure, every lesson, every situation that comes in your life to these four things. And if you do that... That's how you become successful. That's how you become happy because a kingdom as a lifestyle, which is what I refer to metaphorically as what we're striving for, right? A kingdom of a life only stands tall if all the pillars have stability. This is how you create that. And I kind of dive into these three lessons that have been circling my mind. I think you guys are going to take a lot away from this episode. Uh, Before we jump into it, guys, I do have a quick couple announcements, just like the last episode. If you have not heard about the physique seminar that i am doing july 20th 21st with the one and only Lauren Conlin check out the link in the show notes below you guys can get a seat there are a limited amount of spots but there are tickets available right now uh, it is coming up fast so it's time to get your flights booked if you're coming from out of state if you're in state it's time to get ready to show up and learn um, we're going to dive into all things physique so i'm going to be diving into program design specifically for aesthetics, how to build most muscle, how to train when doing fat loss, how to do cardio, How to program everything out, how to structure your exercises, how to select the different exercises, variations, exercise sequencing, week-to-week periodization, day-to-day periodization, month-to-month periodization. Very, very, very systemized for not only coaches but clients and general population as well. Anybody who is really into building their physique. If you want a teaser of this, you can actually click the second link in the show notes and you can get free access to my last seminar I did also on training program design except this one was more targeted towards general population, which I think a lot of people can take a lot away from. So this next seminar would be the advanced version of that, how to take that to the next level and dial in the ultimate program for the ultimate physique for you. Um, And then Lauren is going to be covering all things science-based nutrition from the most basic strategies to the most advanced strategies, supplements, adjustments, preparation for getting as lean as possible and building your best physique. I'm really excited about this. I think you guys are going to take a ton away for those of you who decide to show up. If you have any questions at all, shoot an email to info at boomboomperformance.com or simply click the link in the show notes. Guys, you can get all the information needed on that page. Last but not least, if you can do me a huge favor, guys, first and foremost, subscribe to the show if you are not subscribed yet. Number two, if you have not leaving us left us a five, I don't think leaving is... A- <laughs> Leaving is not a word. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, if you have not left us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps us grow on the show. If you are already subscribed, you got to search us. So search Boom Boom Performance Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review. I check all these guys, and they mean the world to me. And then last but not least, share this with a friend. Shoot it to them via text via email, or post it on your story on Instagram, tag myself at Boom. if you enjoy these shows. We are trying to grow this show so we can reach more people and help more people completely for free to change more lives, and you can be a part of that movement as well. So without any further ado, let's get on to the episode. All right, so there's three things I want to cover today. Um, probably going to keep this one pretty short, pretty simple, straight to the point. Um, I haven't done an episode on kind of like mindset or uh, business the mental side of things, focus, productivity, motivation, so on and so forth. I haven't done anything on that. I did those Monday motivations for a while, but it's been a minute. Um, and I wanted to do one today just because I've had a few conversations recently that really sparked all three of these ideas, these three lessons. I've had these this conversation, these three different things in three different conversations with many, many people, my personal clients, my mentor clients, family, stuff like that, uh, my mentor, so on and so forth. So I wanted to bring them to you guys because obviously it's just another way I can teach you guys. I can continue to educate. I can t- continue to bring you guys value um, and something a little bit outside of the box when it comes to training and nutrition. A little, something a little bit different. Um, and the first one has kind of come about, this is more around the mindset of things. Um, it, it can uh, All of these lessons, the more that I think about it, the, all these lessons can apply to anything in your life. They can apply to your business and success. They can apply to your training and nutrition. They can apply to your relationships. They can apply to anything, right? Um, And I think that's a beauty of really kind of looking at life in the four pillars of power, as I call them. Um, And by no means did I make this concept up. I mean, I think it's funny when there's like, you know, gurus and business coaches and mentor clients and, and leaders and so on and so forth that have their term or their thing. Like I said, I call mine the four pillars of power, Uh, But I think it's funny when people talk about it as if they're the first ones to create it. And the reality is, is everybody does this, right? Wake Up Warrior, Gary J. White, um, that's who I learned first about this system. Um, They call it core four, body being balanced business, right? Um, Tony Robbins has his own way of doing it. Um, Keller Williams, I believe, is the one that has his own way, but they do... They have the four quadrants and then you focus on one at a time. So it's like you spend a month focusing on one, a month on the next, and then by the time you get done, you've kind of wrapped all the four of them together. Um, so a bunch of people have their things, right? Um, same thing with me. I call them the four pillars of power. But at the end of the day, everybody in life really were – everybody focuses on three things in their life is how I should say it actually. Um and that's your, your body, your physical health, your physical well-being, your training, your nutrition, your health, your uh, hormones, your what you eat, how you feel your body, like everything that has to do with your health and your physical capabilities, right? We all have to have that focus. We not only cannot survive without focusing on that, but we cannot thrive, we cannot be happy, we cannot have energy, we cannot do the things we want to do, we can't look the way we want to look, we can't perform the way we want to perform, so on and so forth. Like we need those things in place, everything physically. Um, then there's your being as the wake up warrior calls it. I just call it mindset, right? But you can call your mindset, your soul, your being, your purpose, your heart, yourself, everything that has to do with your mindset, mentally, your emotional well-being, your spirituality, uh, which I used to think was odd. I never connected with that because I thought that was foo-foo talking about being spiritual and stuff. But I think at the end of the day, Your spirituality can be so many different things. It can be religion. It can be your connection to earth and to the universe. It can be uh, the way your mind works and the way your mind thinks. It can be anything, like your spiritual well-being, your connection to what life actually is, right? Your purpose on here, your why, your soul, your heart, your gut, um, so on and so forth. I call it mindset because I think mindset is the easiest way to encompass it. What is your mindset doing? How are you thinking Where's your confidence and your certainty at, right? I think that's very important. That's just how I kind of encompass it. Um, and then your relationships. Wake Up Warrior calls it being. Um, I know multiple people, or I'm sorry, they call it balance. I know multiple people that call it balance. I know people that call it self. I know people that call it relationships. I, kn- I know people that call it family. Um, there's so many different things you can. There's like uh, dad movements and stuff that just it's titled spouse. So there is no. It, it's focused on married men coaching, right? And they just talk about your spouse. So there's a lot of ways you can think of it. I call it relationships because I don't think that you should put in a box. You know, I work with people that are single. I work with people that are married. I work with people that have friends, people who um, do not have many friends. They, they're closer to the family, whatever it may be. I think the whole point of it is, is building connections with relationships, not only with others, but with yourself. And I think that's very important. So if you can prioritize your relationships in your life and your relationship with yourself and how you talk to yourself in your mind, because we all do it, in um, actually encouraging it in a positive manner, which I don't think enough people do, right? They try to avoid self-talk because the only self-talk they have is negative. When in reality, we should encourage self-talk and self-journaling to ourselves, but it should be in a positive mindset. Um, but that's a piece of this four pillars of power. Um, and then last but not least, your business, finances, career, so on and so forth. What do you do to make money? At the end of the day, we all have a focus on money. Uh, And when we put these four pillars together and these four pillars stand tall, our kingdom can sit, our kingdom can stand, our kingdom has structure and stability. We can be happy, we can be successful, we can have power, and that's what power is to me. So I call it the four pillars of power for that reason, and I think that in my life I've noticed uh, quite a bit of further progress in every single area because I focus on them all together versus one at a time and every single time in my life that I've let any one of these things slide or slow down or uh, take a hit negatively uh, the rest kind of crumble right and that's the whole point of the pillars right four pillars to hold up a kingdom or a a building it's going to crumble if they do not have stability, if those pillars are not standing tall, if those pillars are not standing strong, your kingdom, your building is not going to last. So I think it's very important and what I've noticed in my life is every time I let my body slide or every time I let my mindset go away or every time I don't pay enough attention to the, my relationships or my relationship to myself, my business slows down, my body gets a little bit more affected, my mental well-being slows down, my motivation drops, like all these things are connected. When one slows down, the rest crumble, period. Period. So we need to have them all strong. The reason I'm telling you this is because it kind of sets up a context before I go into these three main topics I want to talk about today. Because every lesson, every failure, every situation in our life has some form of context or application practically within these four pillars, right? Every lesson and in failure inside of my body can directly be applied to those things. So when you understand this and you learn this, now you can take situations and you can respond versus react and you can start to think differently. When something happens to me, I get pissed. I'm not gonna sit here and say that, you know, everything is daisies and unicorns and I'm just like happy and positive all the time. Like shit pisses me off, shit gets to me, shit makes me sad. Um, I am human, Right. But the difference between me and most people now, because I wasn't always this way, I used to be a hothead, Uh, but the difference with me now is that I respond. I I feel what I feel. I I take in what happened, what occurred, the situation at hand. I sit on it, I think, and then I respond to the situation. I consider the situation, and I apply that situation to other areas of my life. Where's the positive inside of this failure? Where's the lesson inside of this failure? How do I apply that lesson to each area of my life? And when you can do that like second nature, man, things just go so much easier and so much smoother because the the most crippling thing for success in any area of your life is always going to be when you let things bog you down, when you let things linger, when you drag things on. So if something happens to me and I'm just thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and only focusing on the negative and I have no practical application or positive application of what happened or any lessons I learned, I fail. I'm not going to continue to grow. I'm not going to see more success, period. So this is huge for everybody. And and the reason I'm saying this, again, is because as I break down these lessons, think about how this applies in every area of your life. Everybody has these four pillars. Everybody wants more success and happiness and, and better results in these four pillars. And if you learn how to apply things to the four pillars, everything will be so much stronger and more stable and you'll have a better life. Your kingdom is your life. That's how I look at it. All right. So the first one um, was something that came up while I was talking to, uh, I believe, Shannon actually at first, and then my mentor. Um, But the reason this happened is because sometimes, you know, you feel like it's just, when is it going to stop? And this happens to everybody, you know, like, I'm a very positive and happy person. And I, I look at the bright side, as I've been mentioning, with everything that happens to me. But sometimes you're like, fuck, one thing after another, how can I figure this out? right? So, um, I mean, for me, we've had a lot of different changes in our lives. We've had a lot of hectic and busy months. Um, Then I I hurt myself and I had surgery. Uh, After surgery, I had three back-to-back weekends of speaking, so I had to postpone surgery. Um, The meniscus tear caused a blood clot in my leg, so I got rushed to the hospital, and and that was a big scare. Uh, The blood clot was fine, but I'm on blood thinners for God knows how long because of it. Um, And then after that, uh, my daughter got the flu, and then Shannon got the flu, and it was like, how do we keep care of babies when I'm on crutches, and, and then her, and then we sold the house way too early, so i um, really excited about this. We're moving, um, and we're having a house built for us, and uh, in a neighborhood that is really, really good and family-focused, so Blakely will have a great place to be raised, but I mean, building houses is just stressful as fuck. Like, if anybody's ever done it, like, there's so much that goes into it. And God, fuck, I'm so thankful for Shannon because she's taking care of so much of it. Um, but that is – we're waiting for that to be built. And then we're like, okay, let's time this properly. Let's put our house on the market. And then our house sells in two days. And we're like, fuck. So we have to get out of our house. And then we get to an Airbnb. Um, now we're in Airbnb. We're trying to raise a baby, I'm trying to run my entire business out of this fucking Airbnb – hopping from gym to gym. Um, we stayed with the in-laws for a week, so meal prepping, meal planning is tough. Working out at different gyms is tough. My PT office is over an hour and a half away just to get to this specialist that I need to see for my knee. It's like, fuck. And then we get a call and the pipe broke in the house building, so <laughs> the floor was flooded, which means that they're postponing it even further. So now we're going to be Airbnb longer. Like it literally has just been piled up. Oh, and mind you, we're planning a wedding during all this. Crazy. Um, but my, my whole point with telling you all this is not for you to feel bad. Don't feel bad for me. It's a, there's a lot of amazing things going on, right? We're helping more people. We're reaching more people. My family is healthy. We're happy. We're having a home built for us. So Blakely can be raised in a great neighborhood. Like there's a million great things I should be looking at, right? But when these things happen to you, where does your mind go? Your mind goes to the negative always. It's a human response to go to the negative first instead of the positive. But if you can shift and think of the positive, you will always be better for it. Right? We have so many things that we are in our control and this isn't even the lesson <laughs> that I was going to describe but something that you can probably already kind of grab onto from this. Hey guys, I want to take a brief moment to remind you about the Boom Boom Elite, our membership site. This is literally the perfect place for you. The reason I know this is because you're listening to this podcast and anybody who listens to this podcast is a go-getter and an action taker. You are a person who is seeking information and education to better your body, better your performance, and finally transform your physique. I know this because people listening to this podcast really just seek results. And the one way to get better results is better training programs. But not only intelligently designed programs that actually build in progressions and avoid injuries along the way, but a place that's actually going to teach you how those programs are built. See, a lot of coaches and clients alike have insecurities about what they're putting on the piece of paper. Whether you're programming for yourself or you're programming for your clients, you probably have an insecurity or a lack of confidence in the programs you are creating. You probably question yourself, are these programs actually going to work? Am I going to get injured along the way? When a plateau happens because it's bound to happen, what do I do? How do I adjust? How do I move through this plateau and finally start seeing results again? See, the Boom Boom Elite is not only a place to give you the programs that avoid these things and actually give you results, have built-in progressions, and make sure that you're not getting injured along the way, but it's a place that's going to educate you on how those things are actually built into the programs. So now, you have longevity in your results. You can actually adhere to them because you know what the hell is going on behind the scenes. And you can start creating your own programs that actually work and you have the confidence to know that they will work. So next time you put whatever you put on the piece of paper, you and your clients are confident and feel comfortable and actually believe in the system. Not to mention they're actually going to get results, which is the reason why we do this in the first place. So because you're listening to this podcast, and because I know you're perfect for this, I wanted to take a second to just remind you about the membership site because this is the place that I spend every single day communicating with the environment, communicating with the community about training, about nutrition, about supplementation, about all the things that go inside of coaching. So if you want access to the Boom Boom Elite, click the link in the description below or go to boomboomperformance.com slash elite and sign up today. And without any further ado, let's get back on this podcast. I have two choices. Focus on what I can control and focus on what I cannot control. There's a lot of shit I just talked to about that I have no fucking control over. What I can control is planning ahead to eat better, making sure I track my macros, making sure that I find a cl- the closest gym every time we move from Airbnb to Airbnb to in-law to in-law, place to place, find the best time to fit in my PT, figure out how I'm going to record my podcast when I don't have an office. I'm further away from my team, so meetups are harder. Like, There's a million things that I can't control, but there's a million things that I can control to make those things still happen. And that's all that matters. So the lesson behind it all that I wanted to bring to you guys is we have two things. We have excuses or we have reasons. Excuses come first. Our mind will create every fucking excuse as to why it's going to be more difficult, why it's probably not going to work, why it's probably not going to be as successful, why it's going to be too hard to accomplish, why we should probably just wait, why we should just take it easy on ourselves. Or we can think of every reason why we should basically say, fuck that to the excuse, it makes it happen anyway. Every single reason why we probably could still make it happen. Every reason why this might just make us stronger. Every single reason why we can succeed despite all the shit that's getting thrown at us. Every reason or possibility that there might just happen to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Somebody might just throw you a fucking bone, right? There's so many things that we should be thinking about. It's it's still the uncontrollable versus the controllable, but at the end of the day, it's excuses or it's reasons, and our mind's going to create excuses to slow us down, to stop us, and to prevent us from taking action while action is the only thing that can consistently show us success in our lives. It's the only thing that'll show us happiness. Like we talk about investing in yourself, investing in your relationships, investing in your body, investing in your business, all of that stuff takes consistency. None of that just shit just happens. So you have to think of all the reasons as to why you can succeed, all the reasons why you should do this, all the reasons why you should still press forward, all the reasons why you can make it happen. It'll make you stronger. There was so many times I could have created excuses or reasons why I can't do it. There's so many times where I've sh- I-, I wanted to just be like, ah, fuck, I'm not going to record a podcast. Ah, shit, I don't need to create that content. Fuck. We're helping enough people. I don't need to push this more to help more people. Ah, fuck. We got so much going on. We don't need to hang out as family. There's so many reasons. So many Excuses. But I have every reason why I should prioritize all those things. Every reason why I still need to go to rehab for my knee. Every reason why, even though my knee is hurt, I still should go to the gym and train my upper body and my abs. Every reason why I still should invest in my body. So I said, fuck it. I hired a coach. When all this shit started happening, I hired a nutritionist and a trainer. (laughs) Shout out to Chris Bearcat; He's my guy. I've known him for years. He's helped me with my training and nutrition. Setting goals. We're still pushing forward. We're still reaching more people. We're still helping more people. We're still growing the team. There's so many things I can be doing. Why would I think of what I can't do? There's so many excuses going through my head. But there's also plenty of reasons why I can succeed as long as I search for those reasons. And that's the hard part for a lot of people who listen to this. A lot of you guys understand this. Excuses come easy. We don't even have to think of them. They come naturally. Reasons we have to seek. We have to strive for. We have to go out of our way to literally think and create reasons as to why we can succeed, why we there's a positive. Which is asked backwards. It's fucked. I can't tell you how bad I wish our minds would just immediately just think of a reason why instead of thinking of an excuse. And even after all these years of practicing positive focus and meditation and journaling and going through 90 outcomes and hiring different mentors and retreats and doing all these different things, I still to this day get excuses before reasons why. It's just human nature. But you have to seek for reasons and stop relying or diving into excuses. So that's the first lesson, guys. Excuses or reasons? Which one are you going to choose? It's up to you. Reasons you have to go out of your way to get. But they will provide you the success that you actually want. The success that provides resistance. The success that's harder to push into. The success that's going to take a little bit longer to get and a little bit more of a challenge for you to achieve. But... It's the fulfillment that you've been seeking. Number two, simplicity plus patience and consistency equals success. This lesson came about from speaking with, um, who was I talking to? I think I was uh, talking to one of my mentor clients, um, But basically just kind of talking about, and I've had this conversation with somebody. I was interviewed on Flow State of Mind podcast. Been getting a lot of good feedback about that, guys. If you haven't listened to that, go check that out. Um, My guy Jordan Duggar and Aaron Diamond, love those guys. Um, I think they're coming out to Seattle Seminar as well, so they're going to be there. So if you guys want your tickets, remember there's a link in the show notes. Grab your tickets to that. Um, But... Simplicity plus patience <clears throat> patience and consistency equals success. I sounded like a 40-year-old, 45-year-old chain smoker named Renee. Renee. <laughs> uh, that's an inside joke with myself. See guys, sometimes you got to make yourself laugh. That's an inside joke with myself. Growing up, my brother played soccer on a team and one of the kid's mom's names was Renee. and She smoked and her voice was like, Renee. She would scream at the kid. <laughs> Uh, every time I think of a chain smoker, I think of her. Anyway, the reason this came up is because um, I get asked, you know, like, what if, what innovate new innovation have you done with your business? What have you done inside your coaching? What have you done, yada, 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 that's helped you grow over the last one to two years? And it's almost hard for me to answer that question because I haven't done a whole lot of different stuff. I've kept it very simple. I've been very fucking patient, and I've been very fucking consistent. I dare you guys to scroll through this iTunes feed or my Instagram feed or my Facebook feed, anything. And find a gap in time where content wasn't produced. I challenge you. It's that serious. And it's years. I mean, my first blog was in 2011, 2012. That's a long fucking time. That's seven years, seven and a half years of posting blogs. I've been coaching people, training people for eight years. I've been writing blogs almost every week for seven fucking years. Seven and a half years. What's the secret to that? Consistency. Simplicity. I didn't change the script. I didn't change the game. I just fucking dominated it. And that's how everything is. It's how everything is. People kept asking about, I wrote that, and I'll link this in the show notes. People freaked out about that case study article I wrote about Jeremiah. And I'm excited about the next one. The next one's going to be a female client. um, More gen pop status. Um, Crazy good results. Uh, We're going to start reverse dieting her soon because she's pretty much at her uh, her total, like her end goal of what she strove out for. But both of these people have been with me for over eight months. And that's like the whole point, man, how do I look like that? How do I get like Jeremiah? How do I get shredded like that? Keep it simple. Be very fucking patient and consistent and you'll succeed. That's all he did. I gave him the perfect macros for him shouldn't say perfect. Nothing's perfect. I gave him an individualized macronutrient plan. I showed him how I would set up his meals. I showed him the best way to plan his workouts and his workout nutrition, showed him how to hydrate himself, showed him how to sleep. Like we dialed everything in. There was nothing super crazy. We didn't add in blue light blocker glasses and shit like that. I mean, we did down the road, but that was like a personal choice. It wasn't like the magic trick to his success. We just fucking followed the script. If you haven't read that blog, go read that blog. You'll see for eight months straight, I've laid out every single adjustment we made along the way. And it's just month after month after month. Throw in a diet break, keep going. Diet break, keep going. Progress, progress, progress. Adding the minimal effective dose as we go. Every time we needed to make a change, we made the minimal effective change. It created some more progress and we rode that wave. And it's just simplicity. Inside a business for the coaches listening, Look at anybody who is very successful in space. Anybody you aspire to be as a coach, who is authentic, who is true, who is actually a good educator, who is actually a good coach, who is into the science and applies proper science to their clients' progress and results, the people that we really look to and strive to be like, like look at what they do and look at what they've done. They've most likely created content And had their own style of doing it for a really long fucking time. And they just stayed consistent. They strive off of free education and referrals. Why? Because they're just doing what they know. And they're keeping it simple and they're being fucking patient. Patience is the key to all this. Do funnels work? Yes. Do ads work? Yes. Depending on your business. But that's not the trick. That comes way down the line. For relationships. If there's one thing I've learned. I'm like over the top kind of guy. So I remember all the time being like weekly date night. Oh, it's got to be fucking wine tasting. Like I got to have a butler come out with flowers and like just crazy shit, right? I never had a butler come out with flowers. But my point is, is like over the top of everything because I thought that's what was needed. But no, like they, they just want time. It's simple. They want attention. They want present, which is hard for a lot of us in this day and age. And I've been there. Don't get me wrong. Shit, my 90 day, one of my 90-day outcomes for myself right now is to put my phone away at 7 p.m. and not touch it again until the next day. It's tough. But I need that. Right? Shannon needs that. My baby needs that. But that's simple. That's not crazy. That's not over the top. The point is, is simplicity plus patience and consistency will always lead to success. And there's too many people that are just so focused on the fast track, whether it's with their body or their business or anything. They want things now, and they're afraid to be patient. But patience is the key. I'm trying to think of who I was talking to again about this recently, but it was somebody else who's done something crazy in the industry, and it just showed their progress over time. And it was just insane to see, like, man, they've just been super fucking con- – I mean, just think about everybody, really. Uh, Jordan Syed, Eric Helms, uh, Andy Morgan, Joe DeFranco, Jay Ferugia, Jason Phillips – Uh, Luca Hosevar, myself, anybody you can think of that you look up to or that you see as a really successful coach or somebody who really knows their shit, puts out a lot of good information, just look at their track record. They've just done the same shit for years. It's just consistency. So one of the biggest lessons I've found inside of everything is simplicity plus patience and consistency equals success. And I think it's really important for people who are not listening to this for business purposes to think about that for their training and nutrition as well. It's why I actually do like bro diets and I like bro meals, right? It's like, if you look at like, if we look at bodybuilders, right? Really successful bodybuilders. And we look at their meal plans and it's usually like chicken, rice, veggies, right? Steak, rice, veggies, fish, rice, veggies, sweet potatoes thrown in the mix, some blueberries on a good day right? Some casing pudding at night, which I actually love doing. But we're like, okay, that's not really flexible dieting. Why are they being so successful? Because it's simple as fuck. So it's super easy to keep track of. It's super easy to prep. It's super easy to repeat. It's super easy to measure because the metrics behind simple foods like that are usually almost exact, right? When we measure the calories inside of a box or a packaged food, that's not the case right? It's, it's very different. The, the accuracy of a food label is 20 to 25% error margin. That's insane, but that's not true with an apple or a chicken breast or rice. That's real food. It's easier to measure. It's easier to plan. So they do it that way. It's not because they're special foods. Macros still matter, but measuring your food via chicken, rice, meat, veggies is way more accurate than Chipotle or crackers or Pop-Tarts. That's just not that accurate, and it's not going to digest as well. So I think that's something huge to think about. Keep it simple. Like I see a lot of people inside of fat loss that are trying really fucking hard, and I feel bad. But sometimes it's like, man, we got to simplify it. You're trying these fancy recipes and trying all these different things inside of your diet, and I understand you want to get creative. You don't want to get bored. But maybe it's time to just eat boring for a little bit and see if that helps. Right, You would be surprised if your accuracy and your digestion, your absorption, and your fuel sources are just a little bit easier and simpler, how well that will work if you're just patient. right? So there's, there's a lot of big keys to simplicity. I think a good example of that as well for training is like if you look at the old bodybuilders. Like, if you look at old bodybuilder programs like Arnold, uh, Vince Garanda, uh, what's his name? Uh, he passed away, Sergi Nujet, I think, was just shredded, one of the best physiques, in my opinion, of the golden era. But if you look at these guys' programs, they're usually full body or like upper-lower splits, and they'll have like four exercises. Like, they'll go bench press, overhead press, chin up, RDL. The next day is incline press, flat fly, cable pull, and squat right? It's like very, very simple. for exercise, And they do like eight sets of everything. Super simple, high volume on very minimal stuff. Just get really fucking good at the basics and be really patient. And look how successful they were in bodybuilding. So there's a lot to simplicity plus patience and consistency. The problem is, is the patience and consistency is very hard. It's easy to keep it simple, but it's not easy to keep it simple for a long time. But that's a key to a lot of success. You can apply it to any area of your life. Number three, the last lesson always have a plan for before the plan and after the plan. This is most certainly the most applicable to nutrition because if you don't have a diet before the diet or a diet for after the diet, you're kind of screwing yourself. I see a lot of people that come into a diet already halfway dieting, right? Um, Or they're just not in a metabolic or a muscular position to diet. They come in and they're like, hey, I want to lose weight. I want to lose fat. And it's like, man, you should really build up your metabolism first. Like you're really not eating that many calories for your training and for your body type and your weight. We should probably build that up first. Or you're already really really thin. Like we should spend some time at maintenance or a small surplus. Don't worry about losing maximal fat. Be okay with where you're at. Build some muscle. Put some muscle on your frame. You're gonna like your body way more when you get lean if you build some muscle first. I've had clients who come to me who wanted to lose weight and then I convinced them to commit to a year and we spent six to eight months building muscle and then we only spent three to four months cutting and their body looks dramatically better than it would have if we wouldn't right, went right to the cut. We skipped that and we went straight into a muscle building phase and a metabolic capacity building phase It set them up in such a better place to cut. Their results are going to last longer once they get lean. And when they get lean, they're going to have some muscle tone underneath the fat they lose. So they're going to love what they see way more. I'm the first to admit, the first time I lost weight, I lost like 40, 45 pounds, maybe even more. It was like uh, between 40 and 50 for sure. And I got to the weight I wanted to get to, but I was not happy whatsoever with my body because I was skinny fat. I didn't have any muscle. I was expecting to look like the dude on the cover of Men's Health or Men's Fitness, but I didn't, so I had to spend time building muscle. I spent the next year or two just trying to build muscle, not worrying about my abs. That set me up for cuts in the future, way better, and this applies to men and women. In fact, I think it applies more to women because men are easy to convince into this. I see a lot of women that need to spend time building muscle, staying at maintenance, not worrying about being super thin. Build some muscle. You're not going to get jacked and look like a bodybuilder. We know this. The myth has been broken. But you're going to set yourself up hormonally, mentally, physically so much more for a cut. That should be your plan before the plan. Even for people who come to me and I'm like, eh, you know, you're kind of teeter-tottering on a deficit. Some days you're in deficit. Some days you're at maintenance. But more days you're in deficit. You don't really have structure. We're going to spend three to four weeks maintaining first. And they're like, what? I hired you for fat loss. And I'm like, I know. But I want to spend three to four weeks building your metabolism. It's not a long time. It's not a reverse diet. It's just a, a period of time to set at maintenance, see where your true maintenance is, give you some real fuel, and then give us something to pull from. And it also helps increase your training intensity. So for the next three to four weeks, you're gonna be able to push way harder than you have been in the gym. And when we get to a point where we're ready to cut, your training intensity and volume will be at a higher point, which allows us to go into a cut much more effectively. So this is huge. But again, it's a plan for before the plan. You go through the plan. Now we're at the end of it. What are you doing after the diet? Do you need a reverse? Do you need a recovery diet? Do you need anything? Did you do like a matador approach or anything or have enough maintenance phases planned into your long-term diet approach that you don't even need to go through a reverse? You should think about these things. If you don't know how you're gonna sustain the result you're achieving, why are you even trying to achieve it? I understand getting lean for a wedding or for a trip or anything because I have plenty of people doing that. In fact, right now, today, (laughs) starts day one um, of my little mini cut. I'm doing a mini cut. Then I'm going to Vegas for my bachelor party in June. And then so we're spending five weeks just to shred a few pounds. Like I'm not trying to get shredded, but just lean enough. And then we're gonna spend, uh, let's see, the rest of June, July, August, September, October, November gaining. Maybe do a couple maintenance or mini cuts along the way just to make sure that I'm keeping body fat levels in check. And then we're gonna do another mini cut for my honeymoon. And then after that, I'm gonna spend another six to eight months trying to build again. And then I'm gonna do a long cut to do a photo shoot, probably not get on stage, but do a photo shoot, but get shredded. This is a long-term plan, but that's my like plan before the plan, the plan, and then the plan after the plan. I know what I'm doing, and after that cut, guess what, I'm gonna reverse diet and get out of that. There always has to be a macro plan. There always has to be a long-term focus. Even if your, your direct or your prime goal is short-term, and I think that's smart to do. My short-term goal right now is in five weeks, it's Vegas. Being by the pool, being happy with my body. That's all that matters. That gives me a mental motivation right now that keeps me grinding every day. However, I know in the back of my mind, once that's done, there's already a plan in place. So I don't fall off, I don't get confused, I don't get lost, I don't understand what's not going on. It happens. Shit happened to me with my surgery. That threw a huge wrench in in my plans, but I had to improvise. But you need this for everything. In business, if you do something that's gonna create more clients, more leads basically more responsibility, how are you going to maintain that? If you commit to something with your team, with your clients, with your family, with your friends, anything like that, are you going to be able to consistently adhere to that responsibility? Are you going to be able to consistently follow up with that? Don't commit to too much. There's so many ways we can apply this, but the key is, is you should always have a plan before the plan and a plan after the plan. I think this most certainly applies to dieting because there's so many people who just neglect this or dive into an 8 to 12-week program and don't have anything to do afterwards. They, they end up falling off or gaining weight, and I see it all the time because we get people that come to us all the time, oh, I did blah, blah, blah's program for 12 weeks or 8 weeks or 6 weeks. I lost some weight, and then I just gained it back. I'm confused. I'm eating low calories. I keep going back to that because I don't know what else to do. I'm doing tons of cardio, whatever it is. Training super hard in CrossFit, barely eating any calories. And we're like, fuck, okay. They didn't prepare you for the diet, and they didn't leave you with something after the diet. But it's okay because we're going to do that for you. That's what we do at Boom Boom Performance. And this isn't a sales pitch. This is just the reality of what good coaching is. This is the reality of what coaches should be focusing on. And this is the reality of what science shows. You need something to prepare you for a diet. It's a stress. Like if you're going to go run a marathon or do an obstacle race or do some kind of crazy stressful event, a huge – you're going to hike Mount Rainier or something crazy, that's a huge stress. You should probably prepare yourself for that, not just throw yourself into the fire. Yet when it comes to dieting, people don't do that. And people don't think about all the different implications inside of a diet. What are you going to look like when it's done? Like I said, you want to build muscle first. I think that's the biggest thing I've been seeing a lot lately is people don't spend time building muscle throughout the year. The point is, is you need to have some kind of plan or approach before you start anything. You should have something after. Guys, I hope you like this episode. This is kind of just me just ranting for 30 minutes, but it's kind of one of those things. This is like a personal journal or diary to me. Um, so sometimes it feels good to just turn on the mic and just talk, you know, and these are three things that have been going on encircling in my head encircling circling in the conversations I have with clients, mentor clients, my mentor, family, so on and so forth. And I wanted to share them with you guys because I think they've, they've been big, pivotal lessons in my life lately and things that I've been religiously educating people on because I think they're so important. Number one was excuses or reasons. Remember that excuses come naturally. Reasons do not. We have to seek out reasons. Excuses come like second nature. But those who seek out reasons to succeed versus giving in to excuses not to take action are the successful ones. Number two was simplicity plus patience and consistency equals results or success. And this is just the reality. Keep it simple. Do what you can adhere to. Stay very fucking consistent and just be patient. Patience, patience, patience. Go watch some Gary Vee videos if you need to get that beaten in your head, but I can't stress that enough in every single area of of your life. Be patient. Keep it simple. And number three, always have a plan for before the plan and after the plan. Dieting, relationships, business, it doesn't matter. Know what you're going to do to set yourself up for what you're about to start and know how you're going to get out of that or maintain the responsibility of doing so. Once again, guys, I hope you guys like this. I appreciate you being here. Super excited to be uh, able to have this platform and share things with you. So I appreciate you once again, uh, and I will catch you next time.